Okay, here we go. January 24th, Tuesday, 2023. How you doing? My name is Mike. This is the FBTV podcast. Every week we try to get together for 30 minutes at least. Talk about all kinds of stuff. Obviously, this podcast is uh, focused on transportation. Trucking and transportation. My name is Mike. I'm your host. I am also the lead consultant for Tautoa. If you're not familiar with Tautoa, well, check us out. Tautoa.com. T-A-L-T-O-A.com. We are a transportation and logistics training and consulting firm. Emphasis on the consulting and the training. And what do I mean by that? Well, we specialize with helping freight brokers, freight broker agents, trucking companies uh, get their freight brokerages up and running. We always recommend that if you want to start a freight brokerage, start out as an agent. And the simple reason for that is this. If you start out as an agent, you can focus on building the business without the weight of the world being on your shoulder. See what I mean? If you start out as a freight brokerage, you've got the initial expense, you've got the insurances, you got to worry about paying carriers, you got to worry about factoring companies, which, by the way, we do not recommend as a broker. We have other videos and uh, podcasts talking about that. And if you are wondering and you want a direct answer about why we do not recommend factoring companies, call me, 479-668-0838. want to tell you, too, it's not out of the ordinary to get our voicemail because we're doing training sessions, consult calls, conference calls, all kinds of stuff throughout the day. So if you get the voicemail, leave a message. Usually we're able to call you back same day, more times than not within an hour. But anyway, if you want to learn more about our operation at Tautoa, check out the website, T-A-L-T-O-A dot com. All right. Today is Tuesday, January the 24th, 2023. This is the FBTV podcast. You can find our website at FBTV, not wrong, FreightBrokerTV.com. If you have a question, you got a comment, you want to uh, get a hold of us, you can obviously email us, fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. We have a lot of forms on the website as well. Just uh, go to the website if you want to fill out a form, question, whatever. Matter of fact, talk, talking about spe- uh, questions, we are going to be answering a listener question that's going to be coming up later in the podcast today. Tawan? He called and left a message, and, well, we'll get to that after a while. All right. Today is Just Do It Day. It's Speak Up and Succeed Day. Peanut Butter Day. Didn't know Peanut Butter had a day, but it does, apparently. There's a day for everything. If you uh, listen to the podcast, you know that if you hear something rattling around, like something is in my mouth, there is a cough drop in my mouth. Oh, got to fill you in. Here, not f- just a few days ago, we were in the 70s riding my bike. I, I got a new motorcycle, by the way. Yeah, I got a Street Glide special. My buddy across the street, we, uh, we seem to sell each other our bikes back and forth. Anyway, this is a new one. I just got it, but anyway, I like it. And uh, yeah, it's a Harley, if anybody was wondering. Anyway, 70 degrees here just the other day, man, out riding... Today, snow, 39. Well, right now, it's <laughs> it's raining, 39. But there is a winter storm warning in effect until 6 a.m. tomorrow. And they're talking about anywhere from 4 to 5 inches. I don't know. 
Anyway, if you don't like the weather around Arkansas, stick around a moment. It will change. And I am ready for spring. But anyway, going back to Speak Up and Succeed Day. A lot of you have heard me say this before. You know, it's funny. A guy told me one time, he said, you know, it's funny. The, the harder I work, the luckier I get. In other words, the harder you work, the more success you will have. This isn't about uh, getting lucky. Freight brokers put in a lot of work. And a lot of people become a freight broker thinking, hey, I'm going to be self-employed. I'm going to be working from home. I'm not going to answer to the man anymore. I don't have to punch a time clock. Then they find out, hey, this is work. And uh, the romance is gone. Now, in this business, you can make a ton of money. A ton. Don't let anybody tell you you're going to get out here and make a million dollars the first year. No. It takes time. you got to build it up. Usually, you know, what I used to tell people, we're starting as an agent. This is fairly realistic. First year, you should expect anywhere from forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000. But you got to remember, the first part of that year, you you are in that startup period. And what I mean by startup period, that's where you're getting the ball rolling. You're building your customer base. You're making relationships. You're building a carrier following. You're learning the ins and outs. You're building all of that. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. Second year, broker agent. Now, I'm not talking about a freight brokerage. I'm talking about an individual broker agent. If you did forty five, fifty thousand 50000 the first year, you should expect ninety to 100 if not more, the second year. And the simple reason that is... Is because you've got the whole year. You have no startup period. You're bringing what you did last year into the new year, plus you're going to be adding to it. Third and subsequent years, you should be adding to that 10 to 20% per year. By then, you should have your freight brokerage, your own freight brokerage. Get the idea? Okay, today's impossible question. Only 15% of kids entering college today still do this. What is it? Only 15% of kids entering college today still do this. What is it? Hopefully, I'll remember to give you the answer before we get done today. <laughs> okay. Hey, if you want a podcast mug, we got them. They're pretty cool, too. It's got my big mouth. It's not my big mouth. Well, if you want to look at it, go to the website, fbtv or freightbrokertv.com. I don't know why I keep on saying FBTV. But uh, we got a picture of the mug. It's not that expensive. But it's a good way to start the morning. You know what I mean? Check it out. On our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. It can, uh, you can order it right there on the website. And it will come straight to your door. Or post office or mailbox or whatever. All right. What do we got going on? Yeah, we did this last time. Some strange laws. This is around the world, basically. These are strange laws that apparently are still on the books, but they're not enforced. At least I hope I'm not, they're not. Okay, there's a law in the state of New Hampshire against pawning the clothes off your back. You can't pawn the clothes off your back. <laughs> Let's see. In the rural books of a South Carolina hotel named the Fountain Inn, nor, no horses are allowed in the inn unless... They are wearing pants. No horses in the hotel unless they're wearing pants. New Jersey, it's against the law to slurp your soup. That should be against the law everywhere. 
Closer to home, me anyway, Lane, Kansas. It's illegal to ride a mule down Main Street in August unless unless the animal is wearing a straw hat. You know, I laugh at that, but I've seen pictures. You probably have too of, you know, mules with straw hats on. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I have no clue why. In Arizona, it's illegal to feed garbage to a pig. I'll tell you something else in Arizona that's illegal. Is uh, I used to have a garden. And I had my gutter running off the house into this big barrel so I could collect the rainwater. That's Somebody told me that's illegal in Arizona. If that if that's wrong, let me know. I, but uh, I was told it's illegal to do that because the water needs to absorb back into the, uh, back into the ground or something. Maybe I'm way off. Okay. In Indiana, it's illegal to ride public transportation for at least 30 minutes after eating garlic. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, we'll, we get to those every once in a while. We'll have some more coming up next time, next podcast, maybe the one after. Okay, what's happening in the news? Fleets grapple with freight rates pressure. Now, this kind of got my goat. Fleets grapple with freight rate pressures. Now, Got this story from a pretty reputable, semi-reputable transportation website. I know in their eyes, they're going to say they're real reputable, but in my eyes, yeah. And the reason that is, it seems like they're always pro something that isn't necessarily trucking. You know what I mean? They're a transportation trucking website, but they always seem to be for something that's kind of against the big picture when it comes to trucking. For instance, autonomous trucks. I'm not a big fan of autonomous trucks, and if you've listened to the uh, podcast at all, you know that. But anyway, the headline, Fleets Grapple with Freight Rate Pressures. Trucking companies are navigating a challenging economic environment where stubbornly high costs for goods are affecting what shippers are willing to pay for transport. This is what experts have warned. And again, if you've listened to the podcast at all, you know where I stand on this. Shippers are willing, what shippers are willing to pay. Trucking companies are finding it hard to negotiate with the shipper because they're not willing to pay what it's going to take to transport their goods. Now, let's think about that for a moment. The only way these businesses that have goods to transport, the only way they stay in business is if the goods make it to their customer that ordered their goods. See what I mean? So if those goods never get to their customers, who's not making money? Seems to me it would be the company making those goods that sold them to their customer. So they're going to try to get them transported regardless. And if the cost of transporting those goods happens to be more than what they're willing to spend, too bad. That's the way it is today. This is the world we live in today. Yes, the prices are going to go up on the shelves, and no, people aren't going to like it. And then maybe that will wake up something in Washington to get, you know, get up and get something going here to get it fixed. Because this only happened, this has only come around the last couple of years. I mean, I don't have to, I don't have to write it on the wall. The writing's there. You can do the math, go back and look. Go back and look when all this stuff started. It started back in, uh, actually it started in November 
of uh, before our current administration took office in January. That's when it all started, after the election. Everybody saw what was going on. But it kind of cracks me up. These experts are warning that due to the challenging economic environment, where stubbornly high costs for goods, they are affecting what shippers are willing to pay for transport. You know, my answer to that, trucking companies, just say no. Just say no. We're not going to haul it. You know, we got to make money, too. Have you looked at the prices on the pump lately? Do you know what it costs? Do you know what it costs for insurance? Do you know what it costs for road and fuel taxes going down the road? Do you know what it costs for us to put a driver on that truck? Do you know what it costs for us to maintain that truck? You get the idea. You get the idea. Too bad. If you don't want to pay, don't. And be out of business pretty quick because you're not going to have any trucks to haul it. But the problem lies, there's always going to be somebody willing to haul it. Yeah, I'll do it and lose money, or I'll do it and hurt the whole industry. See what I mean? This has always been that way. I think a lot of it, you know, deregulation back back 40 years ago when they deregulated. I think they had a pretty good idea why they were deregulating, because if they deregulated... It would cause free market, and the free market, they, they knew there would always be somebody, some knucklehead to haul it for a dollar a mile. You know, I, I, I don't think anybody's hauling stuff for a dollar a mile anymore. Could be. Wouldn't surprise me, but I just don't think so. Okay, what else happening around the industry? Walmart expands programs that help store workers to earn their CDLs, and they can go to work in the private fleet. Pretty smart. Teach their associates how to get a CDL. Get them a CDL, put them behind a, a blue and white truck, behind the wheel of a blue and white truck, let them haul their goods. Be interesting to see what they pay them. But I like it. I like the idea. I like it. Because it gives these people, you know, Walmart drivers, you know, they make pretty good money now. I think we all know that. It's not a secret. They always have. They used to be one of the cherry draw, uh, jobs everybody wanted when I was driving. But... Uh, you know, it's, it's ideal. Hey, if, if we can get more drivers in a truck and they can teach their own personnel how to drive, if they stay with Walmart forever, great. You know, who cares? You know, it's putting people behind the, the wheel. Uh, but a lot of them are going to go on, you know, move on. After they get their CDL, they're going to drive for Walmart for a little while because I guarantee you Walmart is going to screw it up. They're probably going to pay them below driver way, a low driver entry wage. Yeah, we're going to pay you this much for X amount of time. Or they're going to do something like, hey, you know, we'll teach you how to drive, but you got to work for us for two years, and we're not going to pay you a lot of money. You know, something like that. I can see them doing that. You know, some knucklehead. And uh, they'll screw it up. Anyway, what's going to happen? A lot of these drivers are going to go back out and uh, get in our regular fleets, you know, with other companies. But as a whole, I like the idea. I, I, I think it's pretty cool. All right, best and worst states to drive in. <laughs> Seems like we did this not long ago, but there's a new there's a new list out, and we're going to cover it. Okay, a new report from Wallet Hub reveals the best and the worst states to drive in. Now, Wallet Hub compared all fifty states across thirty one key indicators of a positive commute. Main categories include cost of ownership, maintenance, traffic, infra infrastructure, 
safety and access to vehicle maintenance. Okay, what do we want first? The best to drive in or the worst? Let's go with the best. The best states to drive in, according to this Wallet Hub report, at number 10, Indiana. Coming in at number 9, Kansas, 8, Tennessee. Texas is at number 7, Idaho at number 6. North Carolina at number 5, Oklahoma at number 4. Ohio at number 3. Georgia at number 2, Iowa being the best state to drive in. And I got to say, pretty much all those states, Ohio, I guess so, but I'm kind of curious about that one. I know when I used to drive through Ohio, but this big truck too, it wasn't, wasn't that tickled about it. Okay. On the other hand, the worst states to drive in, what do you think comes in at number 10, California, California, here I come, California, there I go. You know, they, you know, talking about California, when I used to train drivers, how to drive, we'd be on interstate 40. We get right there at that, uh, get past, well, right at that last way station before we cross the line into California, out of Arizona to California. First trip, if I had a new, new trainee with me, I'd pull in that empty, it was empty at the time. They may have built something around it now, but pull in that rest area. And it never failed that the, uh, my co-driver, the trainee, they'd always look at me like, what are we doing here? And I say, okay, this is something we do. Okay. We, get, we, we set the brake and we walk over to state line over, over by that state line over there where the state line is between Arizona and California. You're going to find a sledgehammer and that sledgehammer is going to have a chain. It's going to be, you know, chained down to the ground, a big rock there. So nobody can steal it, but you're going to find some big spikes going up and down the uh, borderline of Arizona, California. And, you know, they'd be looking at me like, oh, my gosh, I've never heard of this before. Really? And I go, yeah. They go, what do we do with it? I go, well, every time you come into California, you're supposed to go over there, pick up that sledgehammer and drive that stake a little bit further into the ground. Well, why do we do that? Because we're trying to get California to break off and float away. (laughs) Then they figure it out. Somebody trained me taught me that, and I just had to pass it on, you know. Okay, number 10, California, the worst state to drive in. Michigan, number nine, I can see that. New Hampshire, I get that. Nevada, okay, at number seven. Missouri, what's wrong with Missouri? I never had too much trouble driving around Missouri. Maryland at number five. Rhode Island, number four. Delaware at number three. Washington, Washington State. Okay, I get that one. And at number one, how did this make the list? Hawaii. Hawaii is the uh, number one worst state to drive in. And I can honestly say I've never driven in Hawaii. Okay, a listener question today. Let's listen to that, and we will answer it. Yes, hi, my name is Tawan. I have a great question to ask you. Um, I am a regular subscriber to the freight broker um, FBTV uh, channel. And uh, my question for you is, I am now set up to operate as a freight agent, independent freight agent. And uh, my question is, can I solicit customers and try to get business? And upon getting the business uh, to move freight, uh, it is my understanding that I am supposed to, at that time, is to connect to a freight broker to operate under their license to move the freight. I hope I'm getting this correct. Greatly appreciate you. FBTV all the way. Thank you. All right. I kind of get the gist of his question. Tawana, 
if I'm pronouncing your name right. If not, I apologize. But thank you for calling. Thank you for that question. Matter of fact, you've got a question you want us to answer. Hit us up, FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. Forums on the website, FreightBrokerTV.com. Or you could even call like uh, uh, Tawanda did there. Tawanda, uh, I know I'm butchering your name and I apologize. But, you know, call us and he left a message on our voicemail. Okay, you call the Tatoa. Tatoa business line, if you wish, 479-668-0838. If you have a question to leave a, uh, leave a message. All right. And if you do keep in mind, you, you might hear yourself on a future podcast or video. All right, let's look at this. First things first, you were talking about starting your broker agency, trying to get out here and get customers. Well, let's put this, let's get this right. All right. No, you cannot you cannot solicit any type of freight, get any customers that have freight to ship. You can't do anything like that until you have your own authority or a, uh, an authority to work under. All right. You, you're, that's illegal. You cannot solicit freight unless you are a broker working under somebody's authority. Now uh, we're talking about freight brokering here. Of course, if you're a trucking company, you can get your own customers working under your own carrier authority or if you have people working for you, uh, maybe even as agents, you know, a lot of, a lot of these dispatch services, uh, they, they uh, do a contract with trucking companies to become agents of that trucking company to solicit freight. But nine times out of 10, they're not out there soliciting freight. They're looking at the load boards to get loads for the trucking companies. So the loads they're passing on to a trucking company is a dispatch service. Now, there's already 15, 20, 25% coming off the top from the broker. By the time it gets to the trucking company, the dispatch service is already taking another, maybe up to 10%. So you, have, you see how that goes. And as a matter of fact, FMCSA, they were taking comments. I don't know what they're going to do, but they're trying to figure out if uh, dispatch service is even legal because they know most of those dispatch services are just hiding behind the carrier's authority and brokering pretty much illegally for the most part. But, it's a fine line. They're not really brokering illegally, but I get what they're talking about. All right, back to the question. You've got to get a contract. You've got to be working with somebody. Don't make any more phone calls. That's the way that's going to work. If you're out there making phone calls, listening freight, uh, somebody's going to bust you, man. You know, somebody's going to bust your chops. It may not be the FMCSA, the police, or any you know anything like that, but you're going to get a bad reputation from the start. This is a, what can you do for me today type business? And I even have told, I, I've even had clients, you know, with Taltoa, we go through training, they get a little anxious, you know, they, they're, they're ready to get out there and start hustling some business. And they start making these introductory phone calls to potential customers. Hey, you know, my name is Mike. Listen, I'm going to be brokering in a couple of weeks. I wanted to call, introduce myself, let you know who I was uh, a couple of weeks I'll be brokering up, you know, hopefully I can, we can work together. All right. One, you just told that potential customer, you have no clue what you're doing at all. You just told that potential customer, you're brand new. We don't want to do that. Okay. Another thing, this is a, what can you do for me today type business? Which is what I was saying a moment ago. If you can't do anything for that customer today, in their mind, you're wasting their time. What I mean by that, if you can't help them get a truck to move one of their loads today, why are you bothering me? Don't do that. 
See what I mean? All right, I hope that helped you out a little bit. But anyway, neither here nor there. No, get your contract first. Get your contract. People always ask, how do I get a contract with a brokerage? You sell yourself just like any other job. You fill out the application and you sell yourself. But I don't have any I don't have any experience. I don't have any book of business. A lot of these brokers want experience, book of business. Sell yourself. That simple. Matter of fact, we got videos with Taltoa that actually go in depth about how to sell yourself the the correct way to go about getting a uh, contract with the freight brokerage as an agent. All right. Anyway, check that out. Again, if you got questions, call me 479-668-0838. Check us out, taltoa.com. All kinds of packages that are, well, you know, we have packages that include the essential training placement into our mentorship program, followed by a consulting period. They start around $700 and go up from there. But the mentorship program, it allows you to begin your broker operation as a freight broker agent through us under our licensed brokerage. Yes, it is a paid position as a freight broker agent. Understand, though, you make your money as a freight broker agent on the movement of loads. You're going to be paid a commission on the net of the load. The net of the load or the profit on the load is going to be the difference between what the customer paid you to move a load and what you agreed to pay the truck. So if you had a load going from point A to point B, the customer was paying you $2,000 to move that load, and you found a truck to move that load for, say, $1,500, there'd be a $500 profit. Standard commission across the board, 60% to the agent, so if that was your load, you had a $500 net on that load, your commission for that load would be 60% of that 500. So you'd make $300 on that load. See what I mean? I've had people say, wait a minute, I'm doing all the work. Why am I only making 60%? Are you kidding me? <laughs> the broker's paying for the insurance. They're providing you the opportunity to make that money. Otherwise, you're going to have to go out here and get your own authority. It costs money for the brokerage to let you work under their license. They're footing the bill. Now, on the other hand, I've also had brokers, clients that just freaked out when they heard 60%. Well, that's too much. No, no, no. Because the agent is building their customer base. They're the ones putting the time, spending their own blood, their own money to build that relationship, to be able to get good loads to be able to broker so they can make money at the same time, they're making the brokerage money too. Let's look at it this way. An average standard or a standard average broker agent, once they get up and running to an average level, they're doing, let's say, $2,000 a week in net. Of that 2000 60% is their income. That's going to be 1200 How much does that leave for the broker? $800. Okay, it may not sound like a bunch at this moment, but if you got 10 agents doing that, now you're at $8,000 a week. See how that builds up? Takes time to get there. Takes time. Okay, it's tax season. Tax season. Some uh, U.S. tax facts. Here's one that will get your ear. The Gettysburg Address is 269 words. The Declaration of Independence, 1,337 words. The Holy Bible, 773,000 words. However, 
the tax laws has grown from 11,400 words 110 years ago in 1913 to over 7 million words today. Yeah, between now and April 15th, we'll be discussing these tax facts. All right, very good. What else? Okay, before we get out of here, let's talk about today's impossible question. Only 15% of kids entering college today will do this. What is it? It is right in cursive. That's becoming a lost art anymore. Do they even still teach that in school? All right, that's going to wrap it up for this Tuesday edition of the FBTV podcast. Again, don't forget, if you've got questions you want to contact us, feel free to do so. FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com, or you can visit our website at FreightBrokerTV.com, fill out the form, and we will most definitely be in touch with you. Also, don't forget our YouTube channel. We'll have another video dropping uh, maybe later this today, maybe tomorrow morning. It's going to be the Fuel and Spot Rate video. Some interesting things going on there. We don't know why. Kind of like eggs. <laughs> anyway, hopefully those egg prices come back down before long. Go have a good Tuesday unless you've made other plans. We will talk soon. See ya. Mm-hmm.